This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome back to Betting Weekly, the EPL edition. Premier League action is uh, just around the corner once again, and I'm delighted to say that alongside me are two of the best in the business. Bet Rivers handicappers. First up, Nigel Seeley. How are you, Nigel? Welcome back. Yeah, very good. Almost knocked the microphone off. The team. <laughs> I panic attack. I thought the whole, this is so temperamental, this microphone. If you touch it, the whole thing falls apart. I thought, oh, here we go. Uh, I'm good, mate. I'm good. Looking forward to the Premier League this week. Not many fixtures, obviously, because of the, the Cup final, the League Cup final. Uh, but some good ones and both the top two in action and some action at the bottom of the table as well. Absolutely. Indeed. Uh, also joining us, Jack Wright. Uh, Jack, fresh off the back of watching Norwich the other night. How are you doing? Yeah, very well, mate. Yeah. Yeah. All the better for a, a, a win. Yeah. A win seeing that. So that was uh, quite a strange event. I haven't seen many of them this season. And the goal of the season probably as well, to be fair. Not a bad hit that, was it? Decent thing. Very good indeed. Yeah. Fantastic. Right. Before we dive into this week's picks, let's have a quick uh, look at the updated Betting Weekly Handicappers League table. The league and boys leading the charge. Uh, Serie A in second. Daniele in fine form there. Uh, he's a one-man band and he's flying. And then we've got the EPL show, which is this very show in third. Nigel always says the cream rises to the top and I'm sure we'll be there uh, come the end of the season, Nigel. Um, but yeah, looking good. <laughs> Profit. Profit. I'm, not so com- I'm not so confident now. <laughs> I mean, I mean they're, they're, they're a juggernaut, aren't they? Those, uh, those league earned boys absolutely just battering it every week. Uh, James Eastman's gone seven from seven. Steve Wiss is throwing winners in left, right and centre. So it's going to take a, a very, very good effort to be able to overturn those two at the top of the table, but thoroughly deserved. But the most pleasing thing is that other leagues have started, after a bad start, other leagues have started to pick up as well. So the Champions League is in profit. The Europa League was losing a bit. That's one last time out. There's some picks tonight if this goes out early. Uh, so you've got that and you, that might go in profit. And also the, the Spanish is doing a little bit well as well after a bad start as well. So hopefully all of those leagues will be in profit very, very soon. And uh, that's what it's all about. Indeed. It's not over till it's over. We're coming for you guys uh, sitting at the top. Well, Jack and Nigel are coming for you. I'm just oh, asking you. the questions. You distance yourself, Harry. That's well, the way. Remember, I do get a winner's medal for presenting one of them shows. From the, 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 <laughs> okay, JT. Just, just, you know, just, well, just, I, I tried to include myself the other week and I got knocked back, so I won't be doing that anymore. Um, anyway, <laughs> let's dive into this week's picks. Uh, let's start with you, Nigel. Uh, Leicester City versus Arsenal. Um, big, big game in the context of the title race here. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, huge game. Uh, Arsenal, obviously, last week put in a, an amazing performance. What a game that was, one of the games of the Premier League season. I thought they were going to blow it, and then they showed huge character. 
And uh, I think you've got to take a lot out of that performance in the, in the second half. Obviously, two very, very late goals that probably didn't do justice to the scoreline for, for Aston Villa. I thought Aston Villa were great in the first half. Arsenal were exceptional in the second half. And, the, and what they showed in terms of never giving up attitude and, and their commitment was was tremendous. And they, they got a massive, massive win. That was a huge, huge win. How they bounced back from Man City was important. But the alarming thing for Arsenal supporters is the amount of goals they're conceding currently. I think that I think going forward, they're going to score goals. I mean, you, you've got Saka, obviously, or flying. Martinelli come on and scored. And Ketia's going through a bit of a funny spell at the moment, getting in positions but not putting the ball in the back of net. But goals are from all over the pitch at the moment for Arsenal, which is a very pleasing thing for them and for your fans going into a, a race for the, for the title. But like I say, I think the alarming thing is the goals they conceded. If you look at any negative for Arsenal, defensively could be the negative. Um, I, I always think that Ramsdale's a great shot stopper. I mean, I always think that's a silly thing to say about a goalkeeper, that he's a good shot stopper. But he is. I mean, you can say if he maybe pushed it onto the bar from... Uh, uh, the substitution to come off Aston Villa, I can't remember his name at the moment, but he pushed onto the bar, onto the post, and it was an unbelievable save. But he's also got an error in him. He's also got an error in him in terms of crosses and his positioning sometimes from free kicks and stuff and set pieces. Uh, I've seen the kid a lot when he was at Wimbledon. He was exceptional, and obviously I followed his career at Sheffield United, where he was at fault for a lot of goals for Sheffield United. And I think that that's a that's a slight... My only negative for Arsenal is they've conceded goals, like I say. The last six matches in all competitions, Arsenal have conceded in every single one, uh, and have conceded at least two in three of those. So... The positive is scoring goals. The negative is conceding goals. Uh, we all know about Leicester's goal-scoring ability, especially with James Madison's in the team and Harvey Barnes who have been exceptional. Madison's come back. Leicester have looked a different attacking monster. Uh, they're the highest scorers in the bottom half of the table, Leicester, but the lowest, uh, they've conceded the, the highest in the Premier League this season. Uh, they conceded three against Manchester United. They conceded two, uh, one against Tottenham. They conceded two against uh, Aston Villa in a 4-2 win. Two against Brighton. Two against Forest. Two against Newcastle. So that is the problem. But they have goals. So for me here, I just think it's a very, very obvious pick. Arsenal concede but can score lows. Leicester concede but can score lows. This could be another similar game we saw Aston Villa at the weekend. I fancy high scoring. I think over two and a half goals is a bet. I think over three and a half goals is potentially a bet. But the bet I've officially gone for is both teams to score yes, which is minus 130. I think this will be a really, really interesting game. And if you're going to look for some pizza money and have a little bit of fun, um, just go for some wacky correct scores. 4-2 Arsenal, 5-2 Arsenal, 4-3, that kind of stuff. 150, 125 to 1. Put a dollar on them. Might get You might hit one. Yeah, I think one of the big reasons Arsenal have dropped off defensively in the last couple of weeks has been the absence of Thomas Partey as well. And at the time of recording, he still hasn't trained this week, which suggests that it'll be a bit short for the game at Leicester as well. Um, Jack, you've also got a pick in this game. Um, going with the player picks, I like this. I like this new trend that you've set over the last few weeks. Talk to <laughs> us about your selection. Yeah, we talked about keeping records and track and uh, obviously I keep my own ones, keep my individual ones as well as, you know, our collective effort and kind of a, when have a little bit of a tough run, you can have a little look through and see what's been more successful or not and, and kind of hone in on, on those sort of areas. And so the props are, we obviously cashed on Saka last week quite early as well, not only to get a shot on target, it was a fantastic goal as well. I'm actually going to side with Leicester here. Nigel's touched on it already. James Madison back, one of my favourite players. And um, I'm actually going to go with one of his teammates, one of the other guys that Nigel mentioned, Harvey Barnes, who I think does really 
appreciate the fact that he's got Madison there. Madison can pick those runs out. I can see him now, just that little ball in um, between the centre-back and the right-back. Harvey Barnes out on that left-hand side. And uh, he's been ultra-consistent for a very inconsistent Leicester this season. Um, performed really, really well. Um, and they say Leicester are scoring goals. They're creating lots of chances. I mentioned it a few weeks ago, attack being their best form of defence. They obviously had back-to-back um, matches where they scored four goals. Um, and Barnes is a large part of that. So um, I think they were unlucky against Man United last weekend. Um, they had two very good chances before Man United scored. David De Gea pulled off a couple of fantastic saves. The first one of those was from Harvey Barnes. I don't think he did much wrong. Good first touch, quick finish, and it was just a good save. But it was on target, which would cash the bet I'm playing here. Harvey Barnes to have over 0.5 shots on target. So one or more shots on target. Minus 113 are the odds. Um, his stats are, are fantastic. Um, 21 appearances this season, 24 shots on target. He's had 20 of those in the last 16 games. And of those 16 games, he's had at least one shot on target in 15 of them. So he only missed out on one. Um, and in all of the last seven as well. So we mentioned the, the Villa game for Arsenal. Looking back at that, the first one, Ollie Watkins over uh, on the left-hand side, uh, took Saliba on the outside and a great finish into the far corner. Um, and um, that's the area where Barnes will patrol. So uh, we should see that there as well. And Coutinho was obviously the left side and he cut inside on the blind side and, and finished off as well. So all that points towards Barnes being a key man here and we'll um, get him on side at minus 113. Fantastic. And that will be settled based on the Opta data, uh, which is all this, where all the statistics are collected. Uh, so that's what that will be based on. Um, Nigel, Manchester City who obviously dropped points last weekend, will be looking to bounce back against Bournemouth. Again, similarly to last week, is a game that they probably should win on paper. But has last week impacted you? How are you looking at this one? Well, I've gone with this last three weeks, I think. Man City on the Asian handicap. It's cashed me once, and then it obviously didn't cash me last week against Nottingham Forest. I think there's a little bit of complacency in uh, in Manchester City at the moment. I think that Nottingham Forest game, they never went for that the kill. They let Forest back into the game. If you looked at the goal XG, which are, you know I'm not a massive follower of the goal XG, I, you know, I do and I don't. I think it was a great product seven years ago when no one had it. Now everyone has the goal XG. There's no everyone uses it, so there's no value in it. Everyone bets the teams. You're probably betting, getting more value opposing teams with, with the XG. Uh, that's my theory. But anyway. Um, you, the, the chances that Haaland scored and should have scored, they were massive chances. They were like 0.8 chances on, on XG. They, were, they had such a such a glorious opportunity for him. And I think Man City should have put the game to bed against on the Forest. They, and obviously they, they got paid back. And the same happened yesterday, yesterday in the Champions League. They were 1-0 up and cruising. Yeah. First half, they were brilliant. Second half, he made no substitutions. He, did, uh, he didn't do anything at all, really. And Haaland was non-existent. And uh, I just think it's the managers just thinking, well, you know, we... we, we I, just can't, I don't know what it is at the moment at Man City. They're not, they're not going for that kind of all-out 2-3 win, 4-0. They're happy for a 1-0. But I think they've got to change. I think they've got to change because I think they've learned for the last two weeks things are going to be a little bit different. My only slight concern is that um, De Bruyne might not play in this game. Uh, there's, a big, there's a doubt about him. He's got an illness. So whether he features or not, I think, I think he probably will. And that will obviously help the bet. But I think I'm going to stick with what I've been doing for the last few weeks when Man City have had blips. When Manchester City have gone through stages where they ha- they've lost games, I've, I've, I've given you the stats before on how they bounce back. They haven't actually lost a game, but they've drawn two back-to-back. 
And, and that's bad for Man City, especially against Nottingham Forest and especially against um, in, in Leipzig. The trouble is, they go to Leipzig, they'll beat them convincingly at, at the Etihad. But I'm going to go Man City minus one and a half here. Uh, they played reverse fixture. City won four nil. Obviously, it was, at, it was at home. But I think Bournemouth are obviously flattered. I think the performances in the last couple of weeks have been a little bit flattering to them. I think Man City haven't got the results they should have, what their performances should have got. And I think it's a matter of time before Man City put a number again over someone like a three or four. Uh, it's not ideal to to ha- on the positioning after a Champions League game to get with the team minus one and a half. But Man City are different from every other else. And I think the criticism Haaland had last night, it's the first time he's ever had real some sort of criticism in his uh, Man City career. I think he'll come back and I think he'll, uh, I, don't, I think it'll be unplayable against Bournemouth. Bournemouth won't be able to handle it. I think Bournemouth um, have done well, but I expect Man City to bounce back in convincing style. They're minus 350 to win the game, which I think they will win the game. Would I bet them at minus 350 on the road? No chance. But I do think if they are going to win, I think they're going to win with three, four here. I, I expect Man City to put a, to put a number on someone. And the chances that Haaland missed last week, he wouldn't miss in 100 games if they happened again. The falls again to him. It could have been 3-0, the Forest game, before Forest equalised. I think they'll put their chances away. No complacency this time around. And Man City have been convinced. Man City, minus one and a half goals on the Asian handicap, minus 130. Again, Jack, this is a game that you've got to pick in as well. Again, it's on an individual player. This one surprised me a little bit. So convince me and tell us what it is, obviously. I'll do my very best. Yeah, I, th- I think with um, this player, it's Rodri. Uh, you, you, you tend to focus on his passing or his tackling. But you look at his shot stats and they've been crazy over the last few weeks. Um, it's about a light prior to last night. Um, I did watch the game because I wanted to keep an eye on if there was anything that would look, put me off it. And there wasn't. In fact, it went probably the other way. And there was so much to like like about the bet that I was worried the price might actually crash. We're getting him here to have over one and a half shots at plus 170, uh, which is a big, big price. Um, he had four last night against uh, Leipzig and uh, more than any other player. Uh, three from corners, which is interesting because uh, Man City do have some bigger players now. Haaland, of course. Ake was um, there yesterday, the likes of Diaz as well. So uh, they seem to create a distraction and either cutting around at the front post or going to the back post is kind of leaving Rodri as the main man that they seem to be um, looking for. Uh, he also one outside, had one outside the box as well. So um, lots to like about this particular, particular one. Um, as I said, three headers from set pieces last night. Bournemouth have got the worst defensive record against set pieces in the league. They've conceded more goals from set pieces than anyone else, 13 in total, let alone the shots that they've conceded from that as well. Um, And with Bournemouth sitting deep here, inviting Man City on, um, Rodri's going to be the guy that will be able to pick up from those kind of cutbacks and any scraps around the edge of the box as well. As he did in the reverse, he had a header from a corner and he had a shot from outside the box when they met Eddie had. So two shots there. Um, Nigel touched on it. The one thing to worry about is a bit of pep roulette going into the um, game after a uh, Champions League game. But I looked into that detail. Firstly, rightly so, it's a must-win game. So he's going to put out a strong side. And I just think Rodri is his main man in the middle there. Um, Secondly, Rodri's played more minutes than any other outfield player for Manchester City in the Premier League this season. Only Edison's had more than him, obviously the goalkeeper. Um, And he has started all five games after the Champions League so far this season. So completed 90 minutes in all four in four of them and got took off after 81 minutes uh, in a game that was already won against Wolves. So 
Um, as far as his shooting's concerned, he's had 38 shots in 23 starts for City in the Premier League this season, 18 in the, in the 10 games since the World Cup, um, 13 in the last six, and at least two in, uh, in five of those as well. Um, as I said, two in the reverse just makes it kind of even more rock solid. And as far as the shot's concerned, this isn't on target like the, the one against Barnes that I said earlier. This is just any shot. It can go, go Rosehead, it can go top corner, or it can get blocked just after it's left his foot. It doesn't really matter to us here as long as he has two or more shots. And good odds, plus 170. But yeah, when, when you put it that way, he, it, it can be shots blocked. You know, it could be anything. Yeah. And so, anything. Yeah. yeah. Makes, uh, now you've convinced me successfully. Okay. Well done. <laughs> let's uh, let's take it on. Uh, Nigel, Aston Villa against Everton. Um, you've got a pick on this one. Not the most standout fixture this weekend, but one that you clearly feel you could make some money on. Well, I think that um, we're starting to have odds reflecting on player teams' needs for win against teams that don't particularly need to win. I mean, it usually comes in with about eight or nine games to go in a season. Teams are in mid-table, nothing to play for. Teams at the bottom of the table. And I think that the bookmakers obviously factor in that the public, the betting public, want to bet the teams that inadvertent companies need to win. And I think that's a little bit of a case on, on the odds here. I mean, from what I've seen in the last two months, uh, I don't think that Everton should be plus 155 at home to, to, to Aston Villa or plus $2. Um, I think that's a very, very disrespectful price to Aston Villa. Um, Everton... I know they've got a new manager in there, that brilliant win against Arsenal, but that was an expectant Goodison Park in an early kickoff with the first manager, first game of the manager. After that, they were dreadful, I thought, against Liverpool. I mean, I think they didn't really offer anything at all. I know Liverpool, didn't, this is a Liverpool side that are there for the taking, as we saw against Real Madrid. I, th- I think they had no real belief in that. I know they played well in a hard-fought win against Leeds, but I don't see why they're plus 155 here. I was really impressed with Aston Villa last week against Arsenal. I thought Ollie Watkins played really well. Coutinho played well. Bundia uh, played well. I thought they looked good. I, I, they obviously, two late goals in injury time. They would have got a draw against the, 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 the one of the favourites to win the Premier League title. Two late goals. It was, it was their own fault with the time wasting from the goalkeeper. But in the first half, I thought they looked really good. They've lost back three matches on the trot here. And that's what I think. And they've conceded a lot of goals. And people probably look at them three results and think, you know, that's why they're the price they are. But those matches were against Leicester, 4-2. I know that that was at home, which was was on the good performance. But other than that, they were Man City and Arsenal. Prior to that, they won their last, they won their three road matches, which were at uh, Brighton, uh, Tottenham and Southampton. They won all three games, games on the road. Now, Everton are a similar ilk to them. Uh, and I think that Everton, from what well, I've been to Goodison Park twice, I think. I must not, yeah, I think it's right. and, and when they're underdogs, it's a rocking place. They, love, I think, at home they love the fact they're playing Arsenal or they raised their game against Manchester United years ago. But when they're up against a side like Aston Villa, I don't know, and they're expected to put in a performance. I don't, and I think the crowd get on their back a little bit here. I think Villa are scoring goals. I think they look a lot better team under Unai Emery. Uh, very attack minded at the moment. Good to watch. And this Everson side, they've in the twelve, their last twelve matches, they've won two games. They've lost nine of those twelve. Their home record is dreadful. Um, they got beat by Southampton 2-1. They got beat by Brighton 4-1. They got beat by Wolves 2-1. Leicester 2-0. I don't know. I don't. I haven't seen enough in two matches under Sean Dyche to suggest that Everton should be much clearer favourites than Aston Villa for this game. 
So for that reason, I'm going to go with Villa here on the draw no bet market. Obviously, it's a draw, which is a draw is a likely result. Uh, you get your money back. But at plus money, plus 105, I think that's a huge overreaction on Villa. I think Villa are playing well. Uh, you know, I, I thought they played really well against Arsenal. Everton, all about public perception, public money, the fact that new managers come in. But we see new managers come in and get a reaction in, in a couple of games. But they, they, the level, their levels drop off after that. And, um, yeah, I'm not convinced at all by Everton. And uh, i got a feeling that Villa might do something in the second half of the season. So I think Villa here, plus 105, draw no bet against uh, Everton. Nice one. Um, Jack, Nottingham Forest against West Ham. That's a real, uh, well, it's a bigger game for West Ham. I didn't think I'd be saying that in terms of the relegation uh, scrap. But obviously Nottingham Forest not completely clear yet. Um, how do you see this one going and, and what have you got for us? No, well, I'm going for a fade of West Ham here, really, to be honest with you, because they're in such terrible form. And for me, they're just sleepwalking their way towards relegation. Uh, they've dropped into the bottom three now. Really poor performance against Tottenham last time out. And I don't think they can get afford to get rid of David Moyes. And that's the reason he's still there. They're the only side in the bottom six that haven't changed their manager yet. And I just don't think they can afford to. Can I just say one thing about that? Sorry, sorry, Jack. Just, yeah, yeah. Like, just one thing about it. I think they'll get rid of him the second that Chelsea get rid of Potter. Oh, okay. From my what I've heard, I've heard that West Ham r- r- fancy Potter and they're waiting to see if Chelsea get rid of Potter. If Pot- Chelsea sack Graham Potter, I think you want to bet him to be the next West Ham manager. You heard it here first. There we yeah. go. So that makes, uh, yeah. you can see that happening for sure. But as it stands at the moment, uh, as I say, they've, uh, they've, they've been in terrible, terrible form. One win in the last 11 in the Premier League, West Ham, um, lost seven of those. The bet in question here is Forrest on a, on a plus handicap, plus 0.75. Um, I'll explain right at the end exactly what that means for us, but it's odds of minus 118. Um, so we've got the draw on side as well as um, obviously a Forest win. Um, so we don't even need them to get the three points in this one. Um, I've looked at the home form of West Ham. Are they performing better at home? Not really. One win in the last five at home in the Premier League. They lost three of those as well. Um, and the players have started to come out and have a go at, at David Moyes. Um, Declan Rice did it in the last game against Tottenham, just saying that they were too defensive. And we looked at it and, and they only had two really attacking players on the, on the, on the pitch, Jared Bowen and Mikel Antonio. Uh, the rest were kind of either defenders or more defensively minded midfielders and they were isolated and, and Rice said that and the fans have already turned and now the players have had a go. Antonio had a little pop as well a couple of weeks ago and we've been here before with David Moyes. He was at West Ham and it didn't work out and, and obviously ended up moving on, came and rescued him. Great season last season, but this one is is just looking like absolute terrible and he's not got a great record in must-win games. This would classify as a must-win game. The, the only win in that last 11 was against Everton, Frank Lampard's Everton, who everyone was beating at the time. So it wasn't a great, great result. No massive surprise, but they played Leicester and lost. They played Wolves and lost. They played Palace and lost. They even lost in the Carabao Cup to um, Blackburn when they were must-win games. And uh, as I say, the, the board haven't been able to kind of pull the trigger at this moment in time. So, um, it's not looking good for them at all. Um, and they've only scored 19 goals in the league this season. Only three sides have scored fewer. That's where their problems lie. And they haven't got the attacking players to do it. So the fans have moaned about the negative approach. I've seen it all over fans' forums. I've seen it, I heard it on the radio. I heard it on, 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 uh, on the TV over here. So they've certainly turned. 
and the Planet Am Forest side have actually turned the corner a little bit. They've uh, only lost one in the last seven. Um, they've got a morale boosting point against Manchester City, which was a point that no one expected them to get. Um, and I like to get on side with, with, with sides that have got a striker either in form or who's got confidence. And Chris Wood scored his first goal for um, Forest against Man City last week. And he's also scored more goals against West Ham than any other, any other side in the Premier League. So he'll look forward to playing this this game. He scored seven goals in 10 appearances against West Ham. So he'll be up for this one. And I think, look, you know, the transfer windows are shut. Forrest have now got best part of 30 new players in their squad. They've got what they've got. And I think Steve Cooper can now actually have a bit more of a settled side and, and plan ahead and go forward. And that's starting to show a little bit more consistency. So what I like about them as well, they don't tend to get battered or even really beat by the sides in and around them. Yes, they go to Man City and get stuffed, Arsenal and get stuffed, but the sides around them, not so much so at all. Um, Looking at the last uh, couple of away games, they went to Bournemouth and got a draw there uh, and they went to Southampton and won there. Similar kind of games, go there and get a positive result. They won the reverse of this as well, 1-0 at the City Grand, their first win of the season. Um, And tell you what, if West Ham don't get off to a good start in this one, the London Stadium will be absolutely horrific to play in. T- toxic atmosphere, guaranteed if Forrest get off to a decent start, or if, even if they keep it tight. And so the bet, as I said, we've got half a stake on um, plus half a goal start for Forrest. Um, so obviously a draw or a win for Forrest cashes that. We've also got half our stake on a plus one start for them on the Asian handicap. So um, again, obviously a, a, a return, full return if it's a draw or a win for Forrest. And we even get half our stake back if Forrest lose by one goal. So that's the bet. Forrest plus 0.75 Asian handicap at odds of minus 1.18. Fantastic stuff. Uh, those are the guys' picks uh, from the EPL this weekend. I'll just summarise those. Uh, and then I just want to quickly ask you guys about the Carabao Cup final. We, we have to just touch on it briefly, even if there are no picks, I think. Uh, because it is a huge game between two of the best sides in the Premier League so far this season. But to summarise the EPL picks, uh, Nigel has gone for both teams to score in Leicester versus Arsenal. Yes, at minus 130 in the same game. Uh, Jack has gone for Harvey Barnes to have over 0.5 shots on target. That will be settled, of course, using the Opta data. And that's at minus 113. Uh, In the Manchester City game, They take on Bournemouth. Nigel has gone for Manchester City at minus 1.5 on the Asian handicap. That's at minus 130. Uh, In that same game, Jack has gone for Rodri, uh, the Manchester City midfielder, to have over one and a half shots. That's not shots on target. That is shots in the game. Again, settled using the Opta data, and that is at plus 170. Nigel has gone for Aston Villa. Draw no bet at plus 105 against Everton in their clash this weekend. And Jack has gone for Nottingham Forest at plus 0.75 on the Asian handicap in their game against West Ham. And that's at minus 118. Um, Nigel, Carabao Cup final, League Cup final. Um, I know there's no pick for it, but I just wanted to get you guys' brief thoughts because it's a big game, obviously. Well, I would have actually put a pick in this, but obviously it's a Premier League show. I would have I would have probably had one of my strongest bets of the week on, on, on this game. And uh, obviously... It, Man United coming as, as favourites of the bat that uh, Newcastle are going to have a third choice goalkeeper in 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 their, between the goal because obviously the 
the sending off last week of Nick Pope and the fact that the, the reserve goalkeeper's cup tied so he can't play. So that throws in advantage to Manchester United. But obviously, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago about this game because it comes sandwiched in between the Barcelona game. Man United play Barcelona tonight. So I don't think that's ideal preparation at all for both sides. I think it's an absolute massive game for Manchester United and Newcastle. Manchester United doing so well under Tintag. He needs to get a, a, a trophy. He thinks, you know, he wants it to show that he's, he starts his career at Old Trafford with a trophy. And uh, obviously, Eddie Howe, the expectation of what, 67 years for Newcastle without a trophy, that is uh, that is some burden to carry for them. So this is going to be nervy. And obviously, we know how defensively minded uh, Newcastle are. Defensively, they've been absolutely superb this season. Uh, and for me, I just don't see any any goals. I think this is really, really low scoring. Um, I mean, earlier on in the season, it was, was it, they played into at Old Trafford. It was a nil-nil draw. This cup final last year was a nil-nil draw, which was absolutely dreadful. Um, and I think under two and a half goals here, in a huge, huge match, which is minus 120, under two and a half goals, I think everyone's got a little bit carried away about the goalkeeper factor and thinking it's a third-choice goal, it means it's goals. I think nerves are going to be jangling for both of these two sides. I think it's, everyone looks at the League Cup and thinks it's not so important to clubs anymore than it used to be. But I tell you what, I've, I've got my own seats at Wembley, as you know, and I don't think my my phone has rung so much in two and a half years for people <laughs> asking me if I can get them a ticket for this game. It's a big, big match. Big, big match. Tickets are going for £900 in the Man United and they're £80 face value. So they're 10 times ticket cost. It's a big, big game. And I think it's a huge match. And uh, I think it's going to be really nervy, really close. I wouldn't, buy, I wouldn't be surprised if it be a draw at 90 minutes. But I think under two and a half goals here at minus 120 is an absolute knocking bet. Jack, any thoughts on this one? I, I agree with that line of four. Um, Newcastle's defence hasn't been reliant on Nick Pope because I think they're preventing a lot of action getting to him. I like him as a goalkeeper, um, but I don't think it's the end of the world um, that they're, they're going to have to do that. As Nigel said, I think people have certainly like blown it out of proportion. Um, I think Man United are probably worthy favourites given their current form. But like I said, Leicester pushed them last week. And if it hadn't been for De Gea, probably could well have been two goals down before they even woke up. So, um Demarash is back for Newcastle, so that's a big, big plus for them. I think you can say you take Pope out and bring Demarash in. I think that that balances things out a little bit on that respect. So um, my eyes would just be on the props again. Um, and I think that one player that's in absolutely scintillating form at the moment is Marcus Rashford, obviously one of Nigel's favourites. I was waiting to see if he went down that route or not. Um, I, called, I called that the first game when he came out from the World Cup. I said the boys on the run. I was getting yeah. plus 225 from the score then. Absolutely insane, insane um, run of form he is on at the moment. So, um, yeah, you, you got at the front of the queue on that one. So a lot of, a lot of cash been made between then and now. Um, but he's still going. So And he's still still at decent decent odds as well. He's still uh, plus money to score. And you can look at those markets for him to have a shot on target. He's uh, very accurate. So, um, yeah, that's the route I'd go, I think, because uh, massive game. Tell you what, London's going to be some place to be. It'll be probably more Geordies in London over this weekend than there is... Uh, Londoners. So, um, yeah, it should be some atmosphere. I read something today that there's about 12,000 of them booked across three sets <laughs> of trains coming down or something. So they're all oh, going to be arriving at around about the same time as well. And we know they bring a fantastic atmosphere wherever they go. Yeah. Um, guys, thank you so, so much as always. Uh, Nigel, anything to add uh, before we say our farewells? No, just obviously keep following us on the three lines. Obviously the, the podcast you can download on your podcast provider. Uh, 
on Twitter at Because We Win and also at the, uh, the YouTube channel, the Bet Rivers Network. Some fabulous content there. It's a big night of Europa League tonight. Steve Vish has given us a couple of picks on there. And uh, and obviously, Sean is away in Marseille covering the tennis this week. So there's a lot of tennis content coming up. And I'm away next week uh, following the tennis as well. So, yeah, all good, mate. Good stuff. Make sure you are following the handicappers on their joint handle at Because We Win. Make sure you're subscribed to the Bet Rivers Network. And if you're listening in podcast format, make sure you are subscribed and leave us a review. It always helps. We'll be back next week with some more EPL picks. Until then, take care of yourselves. All the best. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network. 